Welcome to CAB, College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. I'm your host, Alex Avala, and today's episode is going to focus on man versus machine and that we have lost the battle, ladies and gentlemen. We have lost the battle. Plus, is the era of the superhuman here to stay and for how long? Stay tuned for CAB. Let's just jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just jump right into it. We lost. I am taking all the suspense off this intro and going right to the point. The humans have lost to the machine. Ladies and gents, it is here. A major announcement was made this week. Truthfully speaking, uh, it was made a few hours ago. But by the time this podcast is released, it's going to be a few days, right? So this is CAB, College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. That's right. We lost, ladies and gentlemen. We lost. The humans have lost to the machine. I'm going to prove it, and I will prove it in this podcast right now. And it's fascinating. It's very interesting that I find that when big, important news are released like this, right, that has a complete impact on the way we live and how we function, it gets hijacked in the news by nonsense and distractions. We're going to talk about those nonsense and distractions later on in the podcast, but let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. So let's keep on right ahead uh, and looking at this hustle. Shout out to the BX St. Mary's Project. Shout out to all Saints Lutheran back in the days. Uh, Let me tell you what's going on. One word, one word, Neuralink. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-I-N-K. Neuralink. N-E-U-R-A-L-I-N-K. Neuralink. You want to check that out. That is Elon Musk's company. Let's go right into it. It is really a company, but it's going to be a word that we're going to be saying for the rest of maybe the next two, three decades, right? Neuralink, okay? Keep that word out there in the atmosphere. Write this down. In fact, let's just write it down. N-E-U-R-A-L-I-N-K, because I want you to check out this website. It's going to freak your mind out. It's going to blow your world away. I'm telling you what's going on. This is the future, ladies and gentlemen. The future is here. It is a company, uh, but you are going to hear this for the next few decades to come. No lie. We have a problem, and this company is a problem. This is Elon Musk company, and let me give you a full disclosure. I'm a fan of Elon Musk. Tesla, all the technology he's building. I'm a fan. I love Elon Musk. He is today's version of our Steve Jobs, right? He's revolutionizing technology on a weekly, monthly basis. This guy is breaking barriers, right? Him and Steve Jobs are people who create new categories for Wow, I can't believe that's happening right now, right? So they push technology to the edge. Elon Musk is our version of today's Steve Jobs. The only difference, and I know people are going to say that's blasphemy, right? Uh, But he's still alive. So I guess the big difference is he has the opportunity, and some some may even argue that he's already surpassed or he's going to surpass Steve Jobs, right? We're going to talk about that. Uh, later on in this podcast as well. This is Cab College Career and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Neuralink, N-E-U-R-A-L-I-N-K. 
this is an insane company. I didn't even know. The, I mean, well, I knew the technology existed, but I didn't know this technology was out and about ready to go. I read about this technology 15 years ago, and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But let's go right to what the problem is. We have a problem, ladies and gentlemen. It is a big problem. In order to understand what I'm talking about, the magnitude and the calamity of this issue, right? We have to take you back to the late 1990s. Now, bear with me for a second. I'm only going to do this for 30 seconds. I'm going to take you back to the Bronx in the 90s for 30 seconds. Just for 30 seconds. So if you have to watch, you know, just time this. Uh, let me know if I keep my word to my 30 seconds, right? Are you ready? Start your clocks now. 30 seconds and go. March 31st, 1999. My boys and I, right, went to 161st Street, a movie theater in the Bronx, right there by the Yankee Stadium. That's right, in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from New York City. Shout out. To watch one of the most talked about films. It was one of the most talked about films of the decade back then, right? And truth be told, we're still talking about that film today. Either way, I had my Tims on, some Air Max 95s, I believe. So either the Tims or the Air Max 95, I can't recall, but one of those two. My do-rag and a Yankee blue fitted cap, right? Tickets were sold out for weeks, and we got into the movie theaters. We had some people, and we were connected. But anyway, we go to the movie theaters, right? One of these characters uh, in the movie were asked to either choose the red pill or the blue pill. You already know what I'm talking about. You already know what pill this person took, right? I'm talking about the Matrix. I'm talking about Neo. One of the most epic scenes in the movie is when they are downloading data into his brain. Remember that scene? From his, there's a machine that's uploading data to his brain, and he's sitting in his chair. I'm like, wait a minute, right? He begins to learn everything from flying helicopters to kung fu in a flash. Neo even says in the film, he even says it. He goes, I know kung fu. I know kung fu. And Morpheus responds with, Show me. I mean, it was most epic. I mean, it's the most damn it. You know what? Guess what? That is the most iconic cinematic scene ever. Gone with the Wind has nothing on the Matrix. End of point. Is that 30 seconds? All right, my 30 seconds is up. Now, let's go back to now, right? A few hours ago. That's right. Look at your watch. I believe my 30 seconds is up. We're coming back to now. Now we leave in the 90s. We're back here. But keep that image in your head. Neo. And this machine uploading information into his brain. Because I'm going to come back to that. Now, fast forward to a few hours ago, or let's say a few days ago, to this week in the, in, in, in the summer of uh, July 2019. This is going to change history forever. So let me tell you what happened. Uh, but let's back up a few hours ago. Okay. Neuralink has announced, that's right, Neuralink has announced that they have created a robot. Now, you're going to say, well, so what about the robot? This robot is about the size. It's about the size of a penny, ladies and gentlemen, a penny. This robot is about the size of a penny, okay? Here's the catcher. This robot that they created is supposed to be surgically implanted into your brain, let me say that again. Neuralink has created a robot that is surgically supposed to be implanted into your brain. Why, you may ask? So that it can transmit data. 
That's right. So it can transmit data, information into your brain. You can all, and also it can capture data from your brain. We're going to talk about that later in the podcast. So bear with me. Follow me through this journey. This is insane. This is a true story. Neuralink. Check it out. You can make phone calls by touching your ears. That's right. When this is implanted into your brain, you will be able you'll be able to make phone calls by touching your ears. Which by the way, this robot that will be implanted into your brain has Bluetooth connectivity. That's right. It has Bluetooth connectivity. They are looking for volunteers as we speak. The announcement was made literally a few hours ago, but by the time this podcast is out there, it'll be a couple of days. Listen to me. They're looking for volunteers. But before you go there, well, I'm going to pump your brakes in a minute. They are trying to market this to senior citizens, paraplegics, and people with disabilities. Why, you may ask? Because the data can transmit uh, information from the robot right, or into the robot, into your brain, right? Why would they want to do that? This transmitter, right, this information, this data that's being input or or uploaded from the robot into your brain has the capacity to repair, re-strengthen. You know what? What the hell with it? This thing can make you walk again, bro. Walk again. Damn it. I'm talking about Neo can come and happen in real life in the 21st century. That's right. That's right. You heard me say it. This machine that they have created has the capacity to do what it did for Neo in the movie Matrix. It can upload information into your brain and you can learn to do all kinds of things, right? If you if you can't speak, this machine is robot that is surgically implanted into your brain will help you speak again help you walk again help i mean this is insane right the days of the superhuman are here that's right but the ultimate god would be the machine okay we're talking about man versus machine i'm telling you the machine has won this is insane. Neuralink. Look it up if you don't believe me. This is Cab, College, Korean Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Now, before you get excited and talk about all these possibilities, what you can do with this technology, and maybe how you want to volunteer for this experiment, let me pump your brakes. Let me pump your brakes. Relax, because we have a problem. Let me tell you what the problem is, and I'm going to prove it to you right now. You ever notice how technology advances, right? You ever notice how technology advances, but the human race socially and culturally declines? You know what I'm talking about? You see all this fancy technology. We can do all kinds of amazing things. But when it comes to the human race, we are in horrible conditions. And I'm going to talk about that later on in the podcast as well. We have got, we really have gotten worse as a result. You know, as technology moves forward, we move backwards as a human race. And that doesn't make sense. But we'll talk about why. Right. For example, we give out, our, you know, we give up our intellect. Right. You know what I mean when I say that I used to be able to multiply to a thousand in my head. No problem. But since the calculator and the cell phone and Google calculator. Right. <laughs> I could barely do simple math. I just go to Google Calculator. Some people go to Alexa and it starts to calculate it for you. So we lose the ability to think for ourselves. The machine is thinking for us now, right? How about memories, right? We give up our memories. 
Our precious memories, we're giving up our precious memories. We used to create and remember all types of things, right? Now, we have Instagram. And does that do anything for us? We'll come back to that in a minute. We give up our time. What about our time? Remember we used to have this time to hang out with the fellas, the family, and 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 and, and, and just people in general, just to be out and about. Uh, I remember the noise of football being played in the streets and all that, right? Now we'd rather be on our phones, on social media, than be intimate with one another. Or how about how we give up our social skills, right? And you say, well, how do we give up our social skills? I remember I had to practice for months to learn how to talk to a girl, even ask a girl out on a date. That was a practice. Like, you literally had to stand in front of me. I did. Stand in front of the mirror, right? And then rehearse my lines and then pretend like I'm talking to all types of women, right? And figure out how to ask the young girl out back. I mean, this is middle school, high school, right? Up to the 2000s, right? Before the cell phone kind of took off. This is before Snapchat, YouTube, any of these things, right? There used to be pay phones around this and ever, right? And you know what I'm talking about, right? You had to really get your skills levels up to spit game, to holler at somebody, right? To make friends. Now you just DM. Literally, people just go on their DMs and just holler. That's just what, what, what? How does that work, right? How about workspace? We give up our own workspace, And this is something that we need to explore. And the fascinating thing is that Elon Musk, even though he's ahead of the technology and at the forefront of this technology that's being innovative and actually being implemented, he's also the guy saying that technology is taking all these jobs and we don't know how to replace them. In fact, we're not going to replace them. And the people are not going to have the capacity or learn those skills in time to be hired. There's no way they can compete with the machine. He is at the forefront of creating, I mean, monstrous ideas and innovative technology. And he's admitting that technology has replaced more people in the workforce than any other entity in the history of the planet. Right. It is not immigration. It's not job going overseas. It is the machine that is taking over the workforce. Right. And is replacing millions of people millions of people on a fast rate and there's no way to replenish or replace those jobs for those folks and that's something we have to uh, look at and um, you know check out and when I talk about that I'm talking about something specific I had a friend a friend I remember he dreamed to be a meter reader because back then a person that could read the meter right whether it was gas or water right you had a job. It was a decent job. Uh, you could pay bills with that. You can travel. You could do a lot of things with a meter reader job. His dream was to be a meter reader, right? You don't see those people anymore. Computers do that now, today, right? That job is finito, gone, out of here. So there's jobs like that that used to be around for a long time. And people used to be like, well, one day I want to do that because it's like a good job. Those jobs are being replaced by machine. That's right. We've also given up our privacy, our sense of privacy, ladies and gents. We used to have a sense of mystique, of mystery about one another, right? 
oh, what is this person like? We have to have to figure that mysticness, right? This is back in the Prince era, Michael Jackson era, Madonna era. This is a mystique about people, right? Um, Lady Gaga kind of snuck in there and created tight, kind of that the mystiqueness about the person. Now, everything is up in your profile, up in social media. Like you can just look at in somebody's profile and all the information is there and the mystique is gone. And also privacy is literally at the brink of just disappearing for us. I mean, all the cameras that are being placed up, our cell phones using it, you know, as capable of tracking us now and, and recording stuff uh, without our permission. Um, our data is constantly being sold to major corporations to study how we uh, maneuver online so they can market to us. Our privacy is literally gone. Corporations own pretty much our privacy. And, and when we sign up to social media, they ask us, do you want to give up your privacy to use this app? And we say, yeah, I want to give up my privacy so I can use this app. So we literally are giving up our own rights when we come to when it comes to technology, right? So our privacy, we give up our privacy. This is CAB, College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Neuralink, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Neuralink. It is looking Right now, they're looking for volunteers. Neuralink. Elon Musk has made the announcement. Shout out to CNET for documenting, recording, and filming the event, the conference that took place um, where they display this new technology. They have the whole thing laid out. There's a video, how it works, the whole nine, the whole nine yards, right? They did the display, and I was like, no way. Again, I read about this 15 years ago, and I told myself, uh, who knows when it's going to happen? I thought I thought it was going to take 30, 40 years, but apparently it took 15 years. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I, I, I stay up on technology as best as possible. The fact that you can make a phone call without an actual uh, machine in your hand and the machine now is implanted into your brain is off the charts. Uh, so... Potentially, with a device like this, you could restore speech to a paralyzed person who's no longer able to talk. But there's no reason in principle that we can't reach all of motor cortex. And that would give us access to any movement that a person thinks about, any movement at all. A person could imagine running or dancing or even kung fu, and we would be able to decode that signal. What Neuralink wants to do is to give people the ability to tap into those representations, to get ac better access to that information, both to repair broken brain circuits and also to ultimately give us better access to better connections to the world, to each other, and to ourselves. Uh, so now, Neuralink is looking for volunteers. Neuralink is looking for volunteers. Now, before you start to call them and to try to put your name on the list, let me stop you right there and pump your brakes, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. They're looking for test dummies. Yes, I said it. Test dummies. And let me prove it to you. Here's a segment I like to call put on your thinking wave cap. Serve. Here's a segment I like to call Put on your thinking wave cap, surf. Here's a segment I like to call, put on your thinking wave cap, wavy. Here's a segment I like to call, 
Put on your thinking wave cap. Silver Surfer. My thinking wave cap is on, hmm, what to ponder about Neuralink. Well, here's a few things. Check it out. One question I may want to have for Neuralink is this. Is this prototype the first generation, right? And if this is the first generation, which it is, with Bluetooth capacities, right, and capabilities, Here's some questions I would want to ask for the first prototype, the first beta that's going to be out there creating this new wave and new technology. So the first thing I would want to ask, because I have this phone, right, called a Note 9, right? Can it overheat? So before you put this robot into your head and get it surgically implanted, ask simple questions like, A, can it overheat? I would want to know that. I don't want something catching on fire in my brain. B, does it have an on and off button? Does this thing stay on forever? Does it turn off? What is that about? Right? C, is it GPS trackable? And who is following your every move? GPS is everywhere on your phone, on your watch. It's just practically almost on your clothes. They have clothes right now with GPS monitoring. Uh, But to have it implanted in your brain. Oh, my goodness. Right. What is going on? So I will have questions about that. Who tracks that? Who keeps that information? And what? uh, How's that process? D. I heard one of the tech experts accidentally say, and this is true when you watch this, the presentation that Elon Musk and Neuralink makes, right? Uh, one of the tech experts that were at the conference talking about the product used the word explosive accidentally. He did not intend to say that the product explodes, but it slipped. Go to CNET. Shout out to CNET for filming and capturing the moments. So you can go on YouTube. You can go on CNET.com. You go just check it out. I think it's like seven or eight minutes in, but I don't know the actual time. But it's it's like more than halfway into the presentation. The guy's giving a tour of how this product works and accidentally says explosive. I almost freaked out. I was I was like, what? I don't want nothing that can potentially explode into my brain. What are we talking about? So that's the beta version, right? Because, you know, they're testing this. And again, test dummies. You might want to reconsider and think about this uh, for a second. Now, again, the guy didn't say the products exploded, right? He just accidentally used the word explosive. Uh, Why? While presenting this. And I was like, alarm, alarm, alarm. Section E. Is there any radiation that comes with this process, right? Is there any radiation? If it has Bluetooth capacities, right, and capabilities, is there any radiation? I would want to know that, right? Uh, Section F. This is another question I would ask. What happens if one of the robotic pieces breaks off into your brain? Yikes, right? Like what happens if one of these pieces happens to just kind of break off into your brain? And uh, what can cause or what what are the probable causes for damage, right? What is the extent to that damage? And my guess is they're probably going to say, we don't know. That's why we're looking for test dummies. Okay, G, what if 
there's a glitch with the robot, right? A glitch with the robot. And you accidentally pimp smack someone. That's right. There's a glitch with the robot and you accidentally pimp smack someone. Would it be your fault or would it be the robot fault? Whose fault would it be? Right? I would want to know that. Do I blame the robot for pimp smacking someone? Or is it my fault, right? Who's responsible for hurting someone else in the midst of having this robot implanted into your brain? Are you going to be out even in public with this thing? Or are you going to be in the lab? That's another question I would ask too. This is also called side effects, right? What are the side effects? These are things you will want to know. I would think you will want to know, right? And potentially some of those side effects uh, uh, you might want to know in advance. That's my opinion. Second question. I know I had a lot of questions, but those questions were for section number one. Now we're in section number two. My guess is by the third generation, right, this technology would be extremely advanced. Would this accessible or would this be accessible to the military or for the public or for both, right? Why are we creating this technology, right? Because I originally read this 15 years ago and the original input or the idea of that technology was to create a user-friendly, Bluetooth-accessible cell phone that can communicate, right? But it's not really a cell phone. It was like implanted, implanting a cell phone into your ear. Now, that technology was out. And I, people, I know people was like, oh, I know some people are read about people actually doing this. That's right. People who had money was actually implanting already a device into their ear so they can make phone calls, you have to have a lot of money for that. Now, the same technology has taken it further where now they figured out how to make the device smaller to do a lot more uh, things that can communicate and correspond with the brain. Now, that's something that's fascinating, right? The fact that they were able to put a Bluetooth phone in your ear and they figured that worked out. They're now saying, you know what? We could put a computer. We could put a robot in it and the brain. That could do a lot more things, right? Again, helping people walk, talk, the whole nine yards. Now, last question I will ask. Can this be used to recreate the modern day slavery? Now, people say, what? Well, why you got to go there with slavery? Well, think about it. If there's a robot in your brain that could be controlled, right? If you can upload data to it, my guess is it can manipulate you as a human being. Wouldn't you want to know if someone have access or control to that uh, power? Can they control you and turn you into a modern day slave today? That's something I would want to know. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm curious about all those kind of things. Maybe I'm a skeptic, but I'm not going to trust the first beta version. Who would want to do that? Only test dummies. Oh, no offense. Yes, offense. Please don't put yourself in danger. Let them use animals or whatever they have to do to experiment on this beta. But right now, they're looking for human beings to volunteer. That's right. That's what the conference was about. And this is College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Brain overload. Thinking wave cap. I hope that helped put some things in perspective. If that didn't help, how about this? If Elon Musk who is behind this project, is not putting himself nor his kids through this experiment, then it probably is not safe. At least Steve Jobs tested all his product in front of the entire world to help build consumer trust. But wait, 
there's one more thing. Aha. Uh-huh. And that comes to my point, my original argument. Man versus machine. Machine has lost man. And how can I prove this? Well, let me tell you. When we can lock up babies, when we can have conversations about babies being locked up, being in prison, and no one really is like, I mean, we have protesters out there and we have people in the news and the media, but it's not enough. There should be millions of people out there protesting. They should be shutting down the streets. You shouldn't. Come on. You can't lock up babies. That is unethical. That is Immoral. I mean, think about this. As technology advances, we socially decline. There's nothing logical about locking up babies. That's a criminal act. We should go to jail for that, for even allowing that to happen. I don't care what country they're from. That is irrelevant. That's a human being, a child locked up, not a criminal. That's a baby in jail. So that's what I mean about socially declining we are losing our compass our balance things that make uh, that make us move forward we're losing the capacity to hold the grabs on reality we are not supposed to be locking up babies you're not going to win that argument ever 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 secondly how is it that we still to this day have a homeless problem that's right i don't understand how do we have a homeless problem in 2020, ladies and gentlemen, 2020, think about it. We've we've got drones flying up in the air. We got robotics. We got robots that can fix robots. Uh, we're doing amazing things right now with technology, but we still have issues with homelessness. What is going on with us? This should be addressed. And people are going to say, well, homeless people, you know what? Unless you work with the homeless population, please do not make a comment on homelessness. I've helped open up shelters, I volunteer the shelters, and you're gonna find that a lot of our homeless people, one, cannot even, well, cannot afford to live, and they have jobs, they cannot afford to, to, to rent an apartment or live in a house, right? So that's one. The other thing you're gonna find out that a lot of these vet, uh, homeless people are vets, people who served our country, have some decency, have some respect, for our countrymen who serve for our country and they are homeless. How we have a homeless issue? And in LA, how is LA the worst homeless uh, circumstance and situation in the nation? That doesn't make any sense in the United States. We're supposed to be the wealthiest country and we got the worst homelessness and the worst economic gap, right? The gap between rich and poor has been increased dramatically in the last 15 to 20 years and the middle class is disappearing how are we losing our moral compass right we're losing our values here when we can't even look at the poor and try to figure out how to help them we've become more cynical don't feed you know it's illegal to feed homeless people hold on did, did, did you did you hear what i just said it is illegal to feed homeless people you buy food from your pocket your hard on work dollars and you want to give it to someone and it is illegal to give it to that person if they're homeless that's right it is a crime to feed a homeless person in 2020 what are we doing while we have technology that apparently can make you walk again right apparently can make you talk again but 
You can't feed another person from your hardworking dollars because they're hungry. It is a crime in 2020. We are socially declining, morally declining. We need to address these issues, right? These are, this is insane in 2020. We're locking up babies and we're making it a crime to feed another human being if, if we choose to. This is insane. We're losing our moral compass. So again, what happens when this technology is actually on the forefront and is on a commercial market and is accessible to people? I don't know. Are we going to need schools anymore? That's a good question. What kind of schools are we going to have in the future? Great question. Uh, For this robot to be implanted, you can't even use a doctor. They're not even trusting a doctor to implant this robot into your brain. You know why? Because any shaky movement can kill you. That's right. The possibility of death just by a slight shiver or a shake is increased 10 times folds. So now they have a robot they created to implant the robot into your brain. Let me say that again one more time for those who are just like, what just happened? This is Cav, College, Career, and Beyond, and I'm your host, Alex Avila, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind again. Let me say that again for those who are like, what just happened? That's right. Let me say that again. They have a robot to do the surgery to implant the robot into your brain. One last time, just in case you didn't catch that, there's a rope. They They don't trust the doctor. Humans are not capable to do the surgery. That's right. Humans are not capable to do this kind of surgery. So they created the robot to do the surgery to reduce any chances of harm or malfunction during the process of implanting and inputting this robot into your brain. Wow. So the medical field, if I was you, I would be nervous, right? Because now they're basically saying that human beings, when it comes to this new advanced uh, technology and surgery, that humans are not capable of doing this kind of task. Wow. Now, if that robot can do that, imagine what other surgeries that robot can do. Now, if you heard of my, my first podcast, right, you would know this is College Career and Beyond. We talk about careers that are disappearing, right, and new careers that are coming through. Doctors should be nervous. You should be nervous. Now, you're going to say, well, that's not going to happen for another few years, whatever. Listen to my first podcast. Yes, yeah, so doctors, there's a lot of other careers that are in question and might have issues with this new technology. People are going to schools right, you know, they're going to school right now and paying all this money. You know, we have debt at two, three hundred thousand dollars for people going to school and getting college careers. Now you have this machine, this robot that is being created to be implanted in a human being to create the superhuman being. Right. The superhuman is now in our midst. It's, it's close by. Neo will be a, a real thing. Right. And what I have to say about that is we need to slow down. Now, people can say, well, you don't want to slow down. You just want to uh, uh, delay because you're not advanced. No, 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 no. Understand what I'm saying. Right now, machine has replaced more people in the workforce than any other entity in the history of the planet. And those people are looking for work. 
right? These are people who are making six figure jobs who are now working at Walmart. Let's get our life together. Let's focus. Let's see how we can maybe create some type of regulation. And I know Elon Musk and and people like that don't want any kind of regulations. So they're fighting against that because they want to be free to do all kinds of things. They don't want to be restricted and slow down in any in any capacity because we're competing with China and other countries. So I can see why government and corporations want to continue this fiasco. But as they continue this, what is happening to us, the human race? What are we doing with ourselves? What is the next steps? Well, if you want to know what those next steps are, stay tuned. This is CAB, College, Career, and Beyond. And I'm your host, Alex Avalon.